you're totally learning from your peers and um, being part of the Arrowhead Builders Association or the National Association of Home Builders, so many of the salesmen say it's so weird because when they call on the home builders, they're competing with each other. But when huh. they call on the rental stores, they're working with each other. And I guess we've learned, at least the group of us that are members, that we're better businesses if we work together than compete against each other. And we do compete against each other. You know, and my floor stripper is more expensive than my competitors. I always joke that I own a better one, even though it might be the same model, but obviously mine's better because I can get more money out of it. <laughs> so, you know, but, so, you know, that's that's really the biggest thing that I think we've learned as a group is you're better to work with your competitor than you are to compete hard against them. Welcome to Peer Talk, a dialogue with business owners just like you. Peer Talk conversations run the gamut of business challenges facing owners today. The host of Peer Talk is Dan Crowley, founder and owner of Peer Executive Groups, which provides a safe space for owners to share their experience, grow their businesses, and learn from their peers. Hi, this is Dan Crowley. We have a number of great owners in our peer group network, just like you, and our job is to give you a voice here on Peer Talk. Hello, Health Insurance Works is a proud sponsor of Peer Talk. Health Insurance Works is an agency dedicated to helping small businesses and individuals with their health insurance planning needs. Our consultative approach allows us to be strategically positioned to offer small business owners like yourself alternatives to your existing health care and benefit options for your employees. Contact us today at 610-533-2020. Today's guest on Peer Talk is Jerry Cordes Maki from Duluth, Minnesota. Jerry is the owner of both Superior Rental Center, which is across the border in Wisconsin, as well as London Road Rental Center. Jerry has been very active in both the peer executive groups as well as with the American Rental Association. Today's topic is going to be focused on regional ARA groups, and we'll hear a little bit about when Jerry served as president of the ARA of Minnesota. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Peer Talk. We have an exciting one for you today with a couple of our members from the Rentalosis Group who are going to help us understand what it means to be part of the ARA, especially in your regional uh, committees. So with that, I would like to first introduce Jerry Cordesmaki from London Road Rental Center. Welcome, Jerry. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Jerry, why don't you tell us a little bit about your personal history? How did you come to rental? I was I grew up as a mechanic in 1981. I was going to school in Phoenix, Arizona and took a job at, at ARC Arizona Rental Company and got started way back in 1981. Moved to Duluth, took a job here at London Road, or at that point it was Taylor Rental here on London Road, which is the building I'm currently in. I've worked for United Rentals. I helped close this business down because Taylor Rental was bought out by United Rentals. Um, and when the building became available, I went back in and started my own business. And that was 20 years ago this month. I've been here, been a business owner for 20 years now. Wow. Wow. So, and, you know, it's interesting. So you were there at the onset, right? London Road Rentals. So um, how did that come about? Tell us a little bit about, you know, what it was like initially. What were your assets? How did you get that started? What were you committed to? Well, I started out, my wife and I hawked everything we owned, took our kids 
college savings and bought rental equipment. We literally started out with about $130,000 worth of rental assets to start out with. My wife was working in the paper industry at the time, had a very good job. So she, for the first couple of years, had all the benefits. So as the money came in, I immediately started buying assets. Um, in 2002, when we started, interest rates were very low. Um, 179 was started, you know, was put into effect then. So I was able to take any bit of cash that we created, any bit of money that come, came in and turned it around. The first year, I think my goal was like $90,000 in sales and I did $170,000. Um, wow. It was pretty exciting <laughs> and fun time. I did start out wanting to just be in the tool business. I didn't want to start in the party business at all. And well, we were before we were even opening, I was recycling Christmas trees for the neighborhood since I had a chipper. Um, and a gentleman got out of his car, gave me a big hug, thanked me for reopening the business and said he'd be in for his tables and chairs. And I had to run in the building and call and order tables and chairs to make sure they were here for, oh for my goodness. events coming up. So uh, that was, it was a really cool, interesting time. Um, my banker just came into the building here on the 20th anniversary. I've had the same banker the whole time. Mm. Um, he says he remembers his first time walking in, seeing the fact that the building was empty. We literally had the scaffold and everything inside spread out on the floor to make it look full. And, you know, wow. now in it, and it is full to the rafters. We constantly figure out where to put the next item that's coming in is always a challenge. So, <laughs> yeah, crazy. So you're in your specific area. So let's talk about your properties first. So you you did have um, two locations, right? You're down to one or you still have two? I still have two. Um, hopefully by the time this thing airs, I will have one. <laughs> I'm in Duluth, Minnesota. We're about 90,000 people approximately. Um, I'm on a quarter of a city block. We're very, very tight. You know, of the Renalosis group that I'm in, I have physically the smallest star. So yeah. as far as room, so... And, and just to clarify, rentalosis is a sickness that you have. You are addicted to rental, and uh, hence the name. Well, uh, one of my employees that, that worked for me for years that I worked with back in the 80s on up, uh, me and him always joked about the fact, because he started here in college at Taylor Rental, sweeping floors, and he caught the rental bug. And, you know, I started in 81 in Arizona as a mechanic and caught the rental bug. So him and I kind of coined this term rentalosis. So when the group came to be, um, we called the, the group rentalosis. It's an illness you can't get rid of once you're bitten. Excellent. Well, or, origin stories are important uh, because otherwise you get a black eye from the uh, from the industry. We have a, a group called Rat Bag, which is uh, Rental Advisory Team Business Analysis Group. But rat bag is a little bit off-putting. In fact, they even have a uh, logo of a rat on their hat. They have hats that they obviously wear and all that. So always, you're a very interesting industry, I must say that. So let's talk about the industry. So when did you join a, like, how did you find out about the ARA? Well, being that I had worked for, for the Taylor Rental here and stayed friends with the guy that owned it even after I quit and moved on in my career, um, he was a member of the American Rental Association, and he told me when he was helping me when I start this with a lot of information on just on my inventory and on numbers, and he helped a lot. 
And he said, you need to join the ARA because it's an important spot to go for the buying show. And he says, for your first five years, the only week of your whole life you're going to have off is to go to the rental show. He says, it's very important to get away from the store at least for a few days a year. So you got to join the ARA just to go to the show for your vacation because he says, for the next five years, that is going to be it. He was totally right. He was completely spot on there. So so that means quite a long time, right? That means you've been part of – so you, you knowing – like I've known you for a while, I would absolutely say um, you're a dabbler, Jerry. So you like to dabble. So what, how did, you know, obviously ARA, American Rental Association has a lot of different things to offer. Tell us about some of the different things you've participated over time. Well, in the, in the national organization, I've been on AERAPAC and government affairs. Um, I've been involved in the region six We've done some some Region 6 trade shows, so to be, and I've been involved in those. Um, after White, I opened in February, and I think it was in, in April, March or April, I was invited to the Minnesota Rental Association to a meeting. And so I had one part-time employee, so I asked him to work. So it was three-hour drive away. So I left early, jumped in the car, went down there, and met the people from the Minnesota Rental Association. And that's the part that really, I mean, 17 years, I was on the board of directors. Wow. Uh, in, in the state of Minnesota, you can't be on a nonprofit board for more than 10 years. So after 10 years, they put my wife's name on the list. But I have a plaque on the wall next to me that they gave me when I was on the board for 10 years. And it says, thank you for 11 years of service. And I went, <laughs> you guys put a misprint on here. It says 11 years. And they said, no, we can't find anybody to replace you. You're still on the board. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, That's yes. great. And as well, part of being that. Meeting so many fantastic friends. I mean, we're family. We're not friends. We're we're family. We've had some tragedy in our rental association, and the whole group came together so close. The Minnesota group did. I mean, these people, I definitely call them family. Um, I went through the whole board position, including being president and vice president, and um, it was a great learning experience. So the ARA sent me to leadership training um, two or three times as part of that. Wow. So, you know, I get, I've gotten a lot out of my American Rental Association and my Minnesota Rental Association or ARA of Minnesota, as they like us to call it. But so, so, so if you if you're participating at a state level, um, you're meeting your competitors and also your peers in other towns. Um, but certainly it would seem to me and obviously I'm being facetious here because I'm. Uh, you know, the owner of peer executive groups, but you're learning from your peers, right? So it's going to help you accelerate a bit just by being part of uh, the ARA community. You're totally learning from your peers. And um, being part of the Arrowhead Builders Association or the National Association of Home Builders, so many of the salesmen say it's so weird because when they call on the home builders, they're competing with each other. But when oh. they call on the rental stores, they're working with each other. And oh. I guess we've learned, at least the group of us that are members, that we're better businesses if we work together than compete against each other. And we do compete against each other. You know, and my floor stripper is more expensive than my competitors. I always joke that I own a better one, even though it might be the same model, but obviously mine's better because I can get more money out of it. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's really the biggest thing that I think we've learned as a group is you're better to work with your competitor 
than you are to compete hard against them. I mean, there's nothing wrong with competing on the customer service side, but yeah, you know, on the other hand, if it, there's there's enough market for everybody in it, so it's best to well, make and, a good market. And and you know, you're in an industry where you know there's environmental concerns, and manufacturers are going to be transferring information to you as quickly as they can as they make changes to their equipment uh, that comes out into the marketplace. Um, obviously, there's all sorts of um, service-related issues in terms of understanding how to repair some of these these pieces. Um, there's training uh, issues, so it does seem like you're almost—it's almost foolish not to be very active with the ARA, right? Just from communication and, and getting a leg up on your competition from that perspective. And one of my good friends that's in the Wisconsin side of things, in the area of Wisconsin, Peter McVeigh, he always taught me that R&D is very important. Rip off and duplicate. Why reinvent <laughs> the wheel? Just learn yeah. from your peers. Rip off what they do. You know, take their best ideas. It makes our life easier, makes their life easier. You know, we all bump our heads. When your mm -hmm. neighbor bumps his head, he taught you where that low spot was. Don't hit it again. Yeah. <laughs> So. Now, I think you and I met at um, a ARA of uh, Minnesota event. I don't remember quite how I got there. It might have been Chad Wagner. Okay. What's that? Was it you? I invited you. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll cut that from the uh, podcast. We don't need to repeat that. But I knew I got there somehow. But um, yep. I do appreciate that, by the way. And uh, as you know, we've expanded peer groups with quite a number of Minnesota um, contingent, um, two recent joins that we just spoke about before the podcast. Um, I was essentially remembering, uh, attending, coming up, seeing how the sponsors and vendors participate, seeing how the members get a benefit out of that. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about like the ARA of Minnesota. Do they get together a couple times a year? Or how's that look? Um, traditionally we have about five meetings a year five to six meetings a year. Um, we try to meet once in the summertime. Also, we do an event in the summertime just so that we can get back together with each other because we miss each other. Mm -hmm. It just It's one of those things that being on the board, I drove three to four hours to every meeting, and it's still funny how people within the Twin Cities area where most of the meetings are at saying they don't have time. Wow. Well, I, I don't have time to miss it because at every one of those meetings, I learned something that makes my business better, helps me run my business better. Yeah, so it's, that's, you know, you get out of something, what you put into it is the other side of what everybody says. And in the American Rental Association and the Minnesota Rental Association, it's the same exact thing. If you don't put anything into it, you're not going to get anything out of it. So, yeah, uh, well, you know, and, and it's interesting to see how strong some states are and then some states are still in their infancy or their rebuilding. Um, I had the benefit of, of participating in New York Florida, Georgia presented there, presented Ohio, Michigan, and this weekend I just uh, came back yesterday from Oregon, um, and that was an outstanding weekend. We had a nice group of um, operators there, and um, coming up soon I'll be doing ARA of Illinois for a second time, so I'm looking forward to uh, doing ARA of Illinois. So these states that seem to have it nailed down and they have that type of communication happening. What can we do for the other states who might not be there yet? Do you, what what are some ideas you might have that might be helpful for them? 
I guess the biggest thing is to have good, strong leadership. Um, gotcha. You know, that's one of the things that we were very lucky in with the group of, you know, Chris Ruddy was in there, um, Jim Way, which is Kim that you just mentioned, yep. Kim's dad. Um, There's so many of the, the people that were so welcoming and they're good, good leadership. They called called me during the week, especially when I started out the business. It was fun. Ron Chihos, who had General Rental in Monticello. He mm-hmm. was one of the guys that was real instrumental in helping me when I started out. This guy opened his books to me. When I had a question, you know, dollars, anything, I was able to call him up. Well, the reality was that group is tight enough that they communicate with each other between meetings. And that's mm-hmm. the hardest part of all is to get a group to trust each other and yeah. to actually start leaning on each other, which is... yeah good, bad, you know, the government might might not like that, but we never fixed prices, right? Because we understood we were all in different markets. Sure. But, but did we discuss them? You better believe we did. You know, <laughs> it's just part of what every business guy does when they get together. You might have to cut that out. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and again, you know, obviously, you know, inside peer groups, we, we have everybody representing a different geo territory. So we don't have uh, the the immediate concern of of um, discussion, uh, the idea being, and I pretty much have this memorized now. Uh, the antitrust regulations came out back in the 1800s, and the idea was not to be able to talk about pricing specifically as it relates to um, an asset, but also um, really to the detriment of anyone not present. So that that's kind of the the critical component. I do know that. You know, we see some benchmarking where you're able to to gauge what's happening with pricing on equipment and what's happening um, uh, with performance uh, utilization data. Um, but in the context of, you know, five or more individuals in a specific marketplace. So as long as there was there's enough information that can be gathered, hence, that's why you see R- Rouse Analytics having such a forward progression you know market by market right and um and they do it and that's so yeah they well and again they, they charge they, you they, to do it they charge well they're following you know they're following the law right letter of the law so as long as we all follow the letter of law it's great but but i will say that you know one of the even more important things about what you do with your ara committees is you're so up on what's happening your communication from state to state from region to region um changes to law right? Any new initiatives that are being implemented um, when you feel uh, that your industry is under fire and you might have to fire back, kind of come up with a game plan. What, what do you, give me a couple examples. I'm putting you on the spot. Give me a couple examples of how the ARA has made a difference in the lives of um, a rental owner <clears throat> just by being in the mix and being able to get people together and talk about issues. Well, one of them that I was heavily involved with, in fact, I was in the New York Times a few years back, was when Section 179 was made permanent. Oh, um, yeah. I, I started out my business February 1st of 2002, right after the September 11th thing, and the economy, mm-hmm. everybody was all worried about it crashing and going down. So the government stepped in and made 179 permanent. Well, they, I mean, they, they used 179, and every yeah. year we'd go back and we'd beg to make sure they keep it in there because I spent more money because I could, because I didn't have to pay it in taxes. So through the government affairs and through the NFIB, I worked and worked. I actually testified in front of Congress on it. Um, wow. I wrote letters like crazy. 
and it was just, it was one of those fun things that when it passed it was just it was so incredible and i'm the problem with 179 is you get addicted to it there's no <laughs> way out of it <laughs> it's like crack well, okay you just you gotta keep using it because <laughs> yep so. and and by the way you, you can't be that addicted to it because it isn't it would be bad to, to continue to use it the way that that uh you know use it the way what it's intended for and um as you know we talk about benchmarking in peer groups and we're really committed to looking at assets from a fair market perspective. So if we have the ability to say, hey, let's create depreciation schedules internally for our management purposes that we can use in QuickBooks. And at the end of the year, we'll hand it off to our accountant and let him deal with the 179, right? So, And, and that's the excellent. tough thing as a business guy to follow the fact that you got two different depreciation schedules going on. And I yeah. run into that because you know I just was looking at that, trying to clean things up on what's well, and, here and there. And that, and that is normal, uh, especially in this day and age due to 179. So that is typical. Yep. So no issues there. So let's talk about, uh, we have a few minutes left here. Let's talk about the, um, um, the what we're currently facing. So obviously our, Event rental operation uh, friends have gone through quite a period the last year or two. You yourself have been majorly affected by what is it was like at one point forty percent of your business. Um, yeah, the the party business was up to about forty percent after COVID. Now it came back to about a third of it. Mm, okay. um, yeah, when when COVID hit, the government shut down our party business, and gotcha. it was a tough one. We went and laid everybody off and closed the doors down and then the phone started ringing for hospital tents and we brought back a couple guys and um and now trying to sell that business a couple years later and they say well what happened to 2020 you lost money in 2020 mm. well the government closed me down i still had yeah. to pay rent i still had to pay utilities i still had to make payments on all the equipment but i didn't have no income but we yeah. survived through it um we did get the ppp loan um, we came out of it a stronger company. We learned a lot about the party business because of that. We actually became a better business because of that. And, and I guess where I was going with the question also is um, it did seem like, you know, the American Rail Association stepped up and said, hey, we're going to go back to our bureaucracies out there and we're going to we're going to approach them with some, you know, we're going to try to get make sure our industry is respected and put into uh, certain categories for relief um, because there was certainly relief happening for different industries. So in essence, we were prepared to lobby, right? As a, as an industry, we had the ability to lobby. Um, that would be one of the things, uh, would, would you not recognize that? Would you say that would be the case? That, that was very much the case. In fact, they had to immediately do it. And um, we had to get a hold of our Minnesota legislature as soon as we could to make sure because when they when they were shutting things down, we had to make sure that our stores could stay open. We had to yeah. clarify the importance of rental, and the American Rental Association helped with that. Um, being close with the Minnesota Rental Association, as soon as one of us got the for sure word that yes, it's safe to be open and they can't shut you down, we mm -hmm. shared that amongst each other because the reality of it was is there was people that were afraid they were breaking the law by staying open. And we weren't. We're an essential business because we're supplying the contractors. And, you know, if they close us down, how can we put up medical tents? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. but initially and, they did close us down or they told us we had to close down. So, so, so talk to us again. Uh, we'll f let's segue over to um, 
developing uh, employees, talent acquisition, developing employees. Clearly, um, there's a care there that comes from the association level. Um, you are one of the first industries to have certification around training um, on the event side, correct? Yep. Yep. We have one SERP on our on our crew, one certified event rental professional. Yep. And again, plenty of training materials, uh, obviously cost money, get put together by the association, gets put out to the group, um, and then individuals can benefit from that. Obviously can help with some retention of employees, can help develop employees. Now, I, I heard a rumor that there could be some new uh, developments on the equipment rental side related to certification. We hope so. There's still a lot of little stuff that comes through on driver training. Um, we just had one through our Minnesota Rental Association where we got a deal on our MUP, our mobile elevated work platform trainings where, you know, we got a deal if we bought a whole bunch of them. Yeah. That's because of the association. Um, so there's constant thing. Again, you got to take advantage of them or they're yeah. no good to you. And that's the big problem we run into. And on the state level, I really ran into this. We work hard to get programs and then we can't get the other stores to buy into it. And got think it. They need yeah. it. Um, one of the big things that the Rental Association is working on right now that I hope works are these association health plans. Mm. Um, you know, health insurance for my business is just incredible. Me and my wife, as you can see, I have white hair. Um, they, <laughs> they can't see it if this is, but I am, uh, I am the age where I'm starting to look at when I'm going to retire. And our health insurance is stupid expensive. And it's mm. got $7,000 deductibles on it. And so any help we can get on getting in these association health plans to bring our costs down, if they could bring our costs down by a third, that would be an incredible savings to me and my wife. Yeah. be huge into my whole company. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's happening in other industries. So hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, we can see this move that direction. So, you know, the additional certification on the general tool and equipment side, the health benefits, um, putting putting something in place there, that looks good as well. I realized that um, they just had their uh, special interest group meetings, right? Was it like last week or something like that? Yeah. And, uh, you know, gave everybody a chance to kind of get um, exposed to some of the new stuff coming out from um, ARA. I also noticed uh, they have a mentorship program now, which is great. Again, looking at it from a perspective of, um, you know, your specific in um, marketplace, right? Trying to um, get things going. Excellent. Well, let's ask this. So we're, we're running out of time. So just last thoughts on um, the benefit of working with your peers. Maybe you can talk a little bit about ARA and also peer groups. You know, it, I was reading somewhere one time and they said there was two things that that somebody thought was the greatest thing that's ever come along. And one was EOS and second was the bag group. Oh, um, neat. I thought they wouldn't be <laughs> wouldn't be successful without these two things. I wow. signed up 10 years ago to become part of peer groups and it didn't happen for many years um, mm -hmm. when I finally got invited into the group. I don't know if you guys just didn't want me or OK, but whatever. <laughs> However, we were, happened, we were warned about you. No. <laughs> okay, if it would have happened sooner, I believe I'd be retired or at least a more wealthy person and definitely be running my business better. And, you know, again, when, when I opened my business, one of the things I forgot to put in here. So we go through and do all these benchmarking numbers. When I opened my business, I joined the ARA and they sent me the cost of doing business. And I took that book and I set my first budget with that book. Wow. I was amazed after a year when I looked back 
my budget numbers were all within a couple of percent. It was incredibly accurate. Wow. I know the group, ARA constantly fights with it, and I know peer groups, the same thing, and getting enough numbers, getting enough information. People need to turn in those numbers for it to work and to be accurate, but as opening a new business and not having a clue what things are going to cost me to put my budget together, that was an incredibly useful tool. Um, wow. Just a super duper useful tool. So, you know, there's so many things like that that help out. And, you know, yeah. the peer groups, one thing, it's another fun thing. Now I have my whole other group I can do my R&D with. I can rip off and duplicate. We <laughs> talk all the time about any issue that comes up from it being personal things to, to being business. And it's a very, very important tool. Um, so I'm, you guys, and just to finish up here, because I do want to catch this. So you communicate via email. You communicate via, what is it, WhatsApp? Um, group me. One of those you have like. Hand. I look at it all. Group me. Group me. Yeah. So you're group look because I noticed I'm on your group me chat. And oh, I, I got to watch what I often. say. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I don't look at it very often, and then it like says, "Oh, 54 posts. I missed 54." And it's like from a week. It's like you guys <laughs> talk for a week, and there's 54 posts I got to scroll through. So. Um, but I, I love the fact that you guys have all found so many ways to communicate. Zoom has done wonders. Wasn't your group one of the first that was looking, to, you know, to get together monthly on Zoom or something like that? We so. still do that, and it's very informative. You know, it's helpful. We make it a, a real not, what I call it, not professional, not tight. You're allowed to sit down and have a drink. It's <laughs> not required to, but you're allowed to. You're, I like you're, that. So, yes, so. So it could be Thursday night cocktail hour. I know a number of groups do have their meetings at the end of the workday. So that's kind of uh, a good timing to, to kind of catch up with the other owners and see how everybody's doing. But, uh, well, Jerry, we appreciate you being on Peer Talk and uh, looking forward to seeing you more this spring, as well as uh, at our upcoming uh, Meeting of the Minds conference we're hoping to have in the fall. So looking okay. forward to seeing you and Kathy. So All thanks right. for being on Peer Talk. Thank you. Hello, Health Insurance Works is a proud sponsor of Peer Talk. Health Insurance Works is an agency dedicated to helping small businesses and individuals with their health insurance planning needs. Our consultative approach allows us to be strategically positioned to offer small business owners like yourself alternatives to your existing health care and benefit options for your employees. Contact us today at 610-533-2020. You've been listening to Peer Talk from Peer Executive Groups, produced and directed by Noah Crowley and hosted by Dan Crowley. Subscribe to this podcast for notifications of future episodes of Peer Talk.